Hello and welcome to the Equiline Podcast. This is Dr. Wendy Corrin. This is Dr. Dave Lundquist. And today we're going to discuss the topic that you might have actually said out loud to yourself. Is it me? And we get this a number of times. Per day. Per day, per week. And you know, yeah, it could be you. And we're talking about when you notice that there's something wrong with your horse and actually with your dog as well with a different input from how you actually add to what is the issue with your quadruped except for your cat which by the way it's probably not you so, <laughs> and this is something that we've been involved with since the beginning. The whole concept of Equiline has been balance of animal human as a team, because as a horse rider, it's not one or the other, it's both. You obviously can't compete without your horse and your horse can't compete without you. So it's a combination and you ride that horse. And if you're not balanced, then the horse has to compensate for your imbalances. If the horse is in balance, you end up sacrificing the motions of your body for the motions of that horse. And seriously, you have to be responsible for whether or not the saddle is sitting on the withers. You know, so we often, the biggest issues that we face in the, is it me? Well, if you are sitting on top of the shoulders, imagine that someone just took rocks and filled your backpack with rocks and then asked you to move forward. It's the same thing if you inhibit motion and often it's less than a quarter of an inch. And if you don't check your own before you get on, if you are fortunate enough to have someone who saddles for you, if the girth is so tight that the fascia is literally forced into an immobile status, then that is creating women out there. How often do you have to take your bra off at the end of the day because it's on so tight that literally affects your ability to breathe an excursion of your lungs. And not to diss the dog people here because you are equally responsible for some of the issues that we see that are easily preventable. And I spent a lot of time yesterday helping create getting in and out of the car solutions so that they're not constantly getting jammed by jumping down further and onto hard surface. Yeah, and even for dog trainers, when you're training a dog, the dog is always on their left-hand side. So the dog is always looking up and to their right, up and to their right. They spend our whole lives looking up and to the right at their human. And that creates cervical issues, pelvic issues. And so training could be just as much with the dog as it is for the training with the human and the horse. And we've been doing this for a long time. And, and we used to do a thing at Equine Affair where uh, Wendy would take four riders and I would take their four horses. And she would evaluate the four riders and tell them what behaviors the horse had. And I would evaluate the horse and tell them what problems the humans had. And we were really accurate with that because that it's a team and you mirror each other really well. So what happens to one usually ends up happening to the other. And lately, how often do we see riders 
on their cell phones with it shoved into one ear and they think, oh, well, that's not going to affect the balance of the horse, except that the aids you don't know you're giving work just as well as the aids you know you're giving. So by creating an imbalance, you are creating a message that goes through your nervous system into their nervous system, and therefore you are creating a pattern. And now you have to stop and think, is this the pattern I want? And if it is, keep it. But if it's a pattern that you don't want, often the human has to change their input in order to change the output of the horse or the dog. We get this all the time where people will say, oh, my horse's head is always off to the left. And then you watch them ride and they're really powerful and they're, they're, they get really strong in their right leg and the horse starts drifting left. So then they start reining really hard with the other with the, with the arm. And then pretty soon it creates this whole issue that you can just watch happen as people ride. Uh, I, I did a post on Instagram day before yesterday because I was looking at a horse and I realized what I was doing was feeling it and interpreting it and breathing with it and interpreting it and looking at it. And all of these things were happening before I became consciously aware and then I chose to bring it to consciousness. And this horse who was known as a horse that didn't like to be touched invited me to touch it. It starts with awareness. And what we're saying here is it's always a part of you that influences the output of the animal that you're working with. So how can you improve the, is it me? I mean, we all, you know, have a preferred side to get on the horse. And for 99.9%, it's getting on on the left and swinging your right leg over. If that's the case, you are creating that balance issue for the horse that has to prepare for that shift in weight. Best recommendation is alternate which side you get on and off from. Secondarily, figure out a way to input from the opposite side so that their nervous system isn't regulated to always receive from the left because that's going to create an imbalance. Has to. Yeah, and, and this is probably 90% of the riders that we work with have a weakness in left hip abduction. Now, why would that be? Because you spent your whole career or your whole life working with horses, getting on from that left side and grinding over that left hip to throw your right leg over the horse. And that creates the first issue. In fact, one of the first major hip injuries that you usually see in a rider is a torn labrum in the left hip. And this is just a repetitive, repetitive problem that comes on over a period of time. And so how can you evaluate yourself? Because that's really, we can't have everybody come to us. So get yourself a mirror, stand in front of it, and take a really good look at how you stand. And often we see ourselves through the filters of our expectations and for good, for evil. The thing is that I'm gonna recommend that you actually have a buddy, someone who is willing to look at you 
in an evaluative way. And to do this, you know, there's a big difference. And we, we did a podcast on this years ago, critique versus criticism. I invite critique into my life with the intent of helping me be better. You can keep your criticism. <laughs> I'm good enough at doing that to myself. So think about this. For my agility people, for, for the nose work, everybody's looking down and over. So therefore, often when we look at you, we say, wow, you're on your forehand, meaning that you're leading from your chin, leading from your chest, instead of being rear wheel driven. And we spend a lot of time teaching people to walk so that you actually have impulsion from your hind end, okay? If you have a buddy who can watch how you move, you are going to be able to improve your influence over the animal that you're communicating with. Looking in the mirror is, is one way. Having somebody educated enough to watch how you move and see the fluidity of it is a step up. Yeah. And even static-wise, look at the height of the hips, look at the height of the shoulders, look at the head, is there a head tilt, is there a head rotation? You know, those are really simple things that you could look at. Another thing that really helps out is just look at your boots. Oh my God, look at your boots or your shoes. Your heels. Look, look at, at the, the heels. bottom of your heels. Yeah. How are they worn? Is one worn more than the other? And, and one of the things we see in riders a lot of times is one brand new boot and one boot looks like it's been put through a grinder on one side because it's almost worn down to the skin on one side and almost perfectly brand new on the other. Do you think there's an imbalance with that? Yeah, there's a major imbalance there. The fact that there's um, spur marks on one side of the horse isn't always the horse. You know, it absolutely can be a change in awareness of your legs. We so often find people completely unaware of the state of their body. And to be honest, sometimes we are completely unaware of the state of our bodies because our brains are so involved in taking information from the outside in we all of us need to learn to be better at taking information from the inside out and learning how can we create the best interactive relationship with the animals that we're asking to be their best selves and it might involve a different saddle, a different girth, a different positioning of the bridle, a better way of getting your dog in and out of the car, a step down, although we did have a dog jump right over the step down <laughs> yesterday. So if you have a dog that absolutely won't come down off a step, then you then you take a pad, you know, one of the kitchen pads or a shock absorbent pad and put it on the ground where they land. There's always a way to do it better. And there's always better ways to evaluate yourself too. Get two bathroom scales and put them side by side and stand on them. Notice which one you put more weight in. Uh, if you don't have bathroom scale, well, we used to take around wobble, a wobble board with us and have people stand on the wobble board. Because if you can't balance equally on a wobble board, how do you think you can balance sitting in a saddle or standing in the stirrups? You're always gonna have more weight on one side. You'll notice when you drive a car, just as you sit in the seat, Pay attention. Can you feel both sides of your butt on the seat? Or are you overweighting one side? We call it the gangster lean when people drive and their head's in the middle of the car, but their body's in the driver's seat. 
That influences how you're going to walk. That influences the drop shoulder. What are your extracurricular activities? Are you a tennis player, a golfer who has a sport that only uses specific muscle patterns and leaves the rest of your body out of that quotient? How can you create a balance that uses your body equally both ways so that when you are interacting with your steed, uh, equine canine, that you are giving it a message that says, move forward in this way. So we created some exercises that if you go to equiline.gum, go to patient resources exercises, there's a series of 12 exercises that will help rebalance you and use both sides of your body the same way. Our goal is to help you improve your relationship with your animal so that their input again matches the output you desire. So it has to come down to you have to have some awareness of yourself. That's most important because once you have awareness of yourself, then you can realize because when we have people say, wow, all my horses drift left. Guess what? The common denominator is not the horse. All right. That's the human creating that drift. So we need to get our hands on that human and show them what's going on so we can give them exercises so they, they can start rebalancing themselves because you have to take responsibility as well. So find yourself someone, a PT, a DC, an exercise physiologist, someone to be on your team to help you because is it me is a question that ought to be the first question you ask whenever you notice something off and you know, okay, if there is an abscess, no, it's not you. But if there is a soreness, if there is a rib, if there is a head tilt, if there is a imbalance in musculature, look to where the me of that could be and address it because all you're going to do is make the situation better by addressing one of the reasons, you know, Everybody looks for that silver bullet, what's wrong with my creature, and here's the answer. And the answer is, it's complicated. And sometimes, even though it's complicated, it's simple to make it better. As we often say, it's simple, not easy, because it requires a team effort. Yeah, and this... <laughs> This is not just about health, okay? This is not just about performance. This is about longevity, right? This is about longevity for your animal, longevity for you, just like your car tires. If you let your car tires wear unevenly, how long do they last? Same thing goes with your body. If you let it wear unevenly, you're gonna have parts that wear out faster than others. And the same thing with your animals you're going to wear them out faster too. Well, and that's interesting. I was just saying that. I thought about nail trimming. You know, if, if your dog's nails are uneven, yes, it's you because they're not going to trim themselves. If the stall mats in your stalls are four different heights, that horse can stand level. So realize how many ways that the you part can be influential 
and what you are wishing was corrected. So look in the mirror, go, yup, it's me. Take responsibility and do everything you can to have the best relationship with everyone within your sphere of influence. For your health and for the health of your animals, this is Dr. Dave Lundquist. This is Dr. Wendy Corrin, and this has been an Equiline Podcast.